Welcome to Real Estate Explained, the podcast where we simplify the often complex world of real estate. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or simply curious about the industry, we've got you covered. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of buying, selling, and investing in real estate and learn from industry experts along the way. Let's go. And welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Explained. I'm your host, Michael Kahn, and I am joined today by, uh, or I'm sorry, rather with uh, one of our teammates here, Robin Bermudez. She's co-hosting with me today. Hey, Robin, how are you? Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, we're yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> we're great. And uh, we have an incredibly special episode for you today. I am super excited uh, to bring to you somebody from the area that is going to answer a question that is on a lot of homeowners' minds right now or answer a lot of questions. Um, we have in our studio today um, a lady by the name of Kathy Martin. Now, she is the tax assessor for both the city of Beacon as well as the tax assessor for uh, the town of East Fishkill. She also happens to be the mayor of Fishkill, New York, um, uh, the village of Fishkill, uh, and we're super happy to have her in here today. We're going to talk all about um, real estate assessments, property values, and how they're impacted, how you can grieve them, all of that stuff. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming. I can't imagine how busy your life must be right now. Yes, May is a very busy month for us <laughs> in assessing. <laughs> That's for sure. So if, for anybody listening that is a homeowner, you probably just got a letter in the mail telling you what your new assessment value is. Um, and uh, for some people out there, that letter may have come as a little bit of a shock, but we're going to dissect it all. We're going to understand it a little bit better by the end of the show today, um, and hence why Kathy is so busy in the month of May. Um, assessment, new assessments go out, and everybody has questions, right? Right. Awesome. So, you know, why don't we just start with, walk me through the process of the assessments. What are they there for? What do they do? You know, that sort of thing. Talk to me a little bit about assessments. Okay. So we're mandated, all of the municipalities, the towns, villages, and cities are mandated by New York State Rail Property Tax Law. Mm -hmm. So what that says is each year we have to place an assessment on all rail property in a municipality. So um, based on that law, the uh, taxable status date is March 1st every year. So we value the property as of that date. And then we set our tentative assessment rules, which are done on May 1st. So that's when we put the tentative assessment out there so homeowners can review and... So this letter everybody received, that's tentative. That's, yes. hey, this is what we think the value right. of your home is right now. Exactly. Excellent. And talk to me a little about your, your role as a tax assessor. What is your role in that assessment process? Do you... Are you the one that comes up with that number? I am. And it's interesting because what my role is as the assessor is really that of an appraiser. I'm just merely valuing the property. I never even see a tax bill in my department. We have interesting. Yeah, we have nothing to do with taxes. We simply value the property. Tax rates are set by the budgets that are set by the town boards, the city councils, the school districts, and the county government. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. So at the end of the day, if our tax, if our assessment changes, it's not an exact reflection of how the taxes are going to change. Very true. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. 
What factors are considered when you're determining a property's value for tax assessment? So what we look at, we have a, we have a, ta- a valuation date of July 1st of the year before. So this assessment role, the tentative role, is based on July 1st of 2022. So we're saying that as of that date, we think this is what your property is worth, was worth. And we base that on sales of comparable properties. Mm -hmm. We look at style of the home, like a raised ranch, a colonial. We try to compare um, similar kinds of houses with similar sizes, meaning square footage. Any amenities like a pool, a garage, um, acreage comes into play. Mm -hmm. And also the age and condition of the home. And is it mostly based off of recent sales? Like, are you taking what has sold in the municipality and comparing it to get the value? Yes, that's exactly what we're going off of for residential properties, single family homes. When you get into commercial properties, like an apartment building, Mm -hmm. we would look at rents. So then we would apply the income and expense approach. Got it. Got it. So uh, get a, you know, I'm very curious to dive a little bit into the weeds here just for a quick second. Um, would that have to be classified as commercial? So let's say it's a two-family home. Mm-hmm. Would that still be considered residential and oh, you yeah. look at sales comps? Or? Yes, okay. yeah. Uh, two, anything up to a four-family four family. Yeah, is considered residential property. Got it. So those will take comps. Now, what if that house uh, has sold? What if they just purchased the house mm-hmm. prior to July 1st of last year? Mm-hmm. Um, would that automatically be the number that it's assessed at? Well, I always like to tell people I don't hang my hat just on a sales property. Price. I, sure. you know, we do weigh heavily on a sales price, but we also look at other similar sales. Like if it's a colonial built in 1980, we're going to look for other sales of similar homes, similar age, just to make sure it wasn't an outlier of a sale, meaning it was extremely high, extremely low for a reason that might not be visible to us at just taking a quick look. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Um, what one of the questions that have that has come up recently has been well not necessarily a question i should say more of a a a comment you know nowadays with social media everybody knows how everybody's feeling (laughs) about everything (laughs) um and one of the things that i've heard is uh condition of the property um as being uh you know i my home hasn't been updated. I'm getting compared to homes that mm-hmm. are selling for top dollar and they're fully updated or renovated. Um, I imagine that's not probably something that's easy to take into consideration right away uh, if you don't know the condition of the home, right? So right. you're basically looking at numbers and stats yes. when you're doing the... So uh, I guess we're going to get into how to grieve them later, but mm-hmm. does condition play a role in the... It does. Assessment process. And a lot of people think, oh, well, if I never paint my house, you know, my assessment will never go up. (laughs) And that's not really how it works. (laughs) Um, You know, we assume that everything is average condition. That's kind of like our starting point. Like we're going to assume that a home is in average condition unless, you know, we have information to... Um, say other than that like if um, there were building permits pulled to do any renovations we Mm -hmm. do work closely with the building departments in our municipalities and that's a factor yes oh sure I mean you know a house may sell for more if they have an updated kitchen updated bathrooms I think that something feedback that we get Um, as a whole from also potential buyers when we're shopping with them. Mm -hmm. I think that we do educate them 
that based on the current tax assessment and what they're probably going to purchase the house for, there's going to be an increase that is to be expected Mm -hmm. uh, to the tax assessment post-closing. We also see homeowners who have been in their home quite a long time, and they're now seeing these tax assessments jump up drastically. And they're there's a concern or a worry for them for what that impact is. Is on that, ta- yeah, yeah, on, the, on, on the their taxes. taxes. But, but again, you're saying we get the, the letters assess- and it says in the letter, the assessed value may not mm-hmm. affect taxes. Um, are those the main reasons behind the significant increase in home values? Well, the in main the assessment. Yeah. The rain, main reason behind the significant increases is the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that it, this is completely market driven. The market tells us the numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing an analysis of all of the sales in the town and, and calculating how much the market has gone up or down. Right. And in years, you know, we did the, t- the first townwide reassessment for a very long time in the 2007, most of the communities in Dutchess County. And, uh, you know, in the first few years after we did that assessment, we had to lower assessments. So for years, our assessments were going down. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But the thing is, um, the that's what affects the tax rates. So, sure. yeah, like with this year, with the towns of East Fishkill and the City of Beacon, I can tell you our overall increase for residential properties was 10%. But being that everybody went up 10%, what that means is the tax rate will go down. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, and that perfectly aligns with home value increases for the most part right yeah it's about 10 percent up um but the tax rate that's uh that's the mill rate correct yeah yeah so that's what you that's the rate that the property is taxed at correct so that that can change as well so everybody went up 10 percent they're not going to raise the whole budget 10 percent right so the tax rate should come down tax rate will come down you may see an increase but if your assessment doubled you're not going to get double taxes right and you may not see an increase based on another factor um especially in the town of east fishkill the town supervisor and the the town board have been very successful in attracting new businesses Mm -hmm. we have the whole old ibm property which is now i park and we've um just brought online a big amazon project and frito-lay project is underway so attracting new businesses into the area helps to offset the burden of the taxes onto the residential properties. So it's very possible that they may see a tax decrease. So home value went up, tax assessment went up, but it's not outside the realm of possible to actually see your taxes going down. Not not that it's likely, but it can be a scenario that plays out. Yes. And we're all freaking out on Facebook about this. (laughs) I try not to read that. Slow down, guys. Wait for the bill before you complain, right? Yeah. Well, that's why it's also so important to have these conversations. Absolutely. To educate educate and understand the process. Yeah. Excellent. So that's really what we're getting into next, right? The impact on homeowners. So um, the impact on uh, the impact of the newly assessed property on homeowners may may be nothing. Right. Um, it's just, hey, this is what we determine the value of your property to be based on our comps. Right. Um, uh, and then what really has an impact on your taxes is how well your town budgets. <laughs> Right. right. And your school district. <laughs> the school yep. taxes, unfortunately, are the bulk of the tax bill. Yeah. The towns, the rates are very mm-hmm. low. And 
you know, you're getting your roads plowed and paved and it's, it's a good thing. The county as well, the rates have been very low and they've been decreasing Yeah, the town rates and the county rates, the school districts, you know, that's a, a different story because that makes up a big portion of our bill. Mm-hmm. So who sets the school district rate? The school board, and we should all be both voting on that. Budget, yeah. yeah. Usually in May yeah. is when yeah it's coming. the school budget. So so you set the property value, then the school votes on what the basically your tax rate is going to be. Correct. And we all and if you live in the municipality, you have a vote. Correct. Excellent. Um, and uh, the other portion of the tax bill is the town, and the, the town decides Correct. essentially what that is. Yeah, the bill that you get in the winter, like around January, February, that's the property tax mm-hmm. bill. Yep. That's your town and county. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and then there are some one-off situations where you might have a city or a village tax included yes. as well, right? Yeah. A, a, a smaller one, yes. typically. Yeah, in the villages, there's usually a third tax bill. But you get some added benefits for that, right? You do. Um, I can speak for the village of Fishkill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we have curbside pickup, like a cleanup day, mm-hmm. and your garbage is included in that garbage. I live just outside. I can't tell you how jealous I Aww. was looking at my neighbors <laughs> being able to throw junk gar- big junk garbage away and i have to like take it down to royal carding no offense royal carding but it's a pain in the neck yeah no it's so much easier if you live in the village yeah absolutely i missed that benefit for sure um excellent uh so tax bills can necessarily can stay the same go down go up but the assessment is just putting a number on it so that everybody has a number to work off of yes to kind of keep it even excellent um are there any sort of um, relief programs, anything somebody could take advantage of if the taxes are feeling a little bit burdensome? Yes, absolutely. And I would highly encourage everybody that's listening to this to look into this because a lot um, of the work that our town boards and um, city councils and the county legislature have been doing is expanding the benefits for people to kind of offset the burden because i mean this is new york state like Mm -hmm. we all know it's kind of really expensive to live here (laughs) even though we love it and we don't want to be anywhere else you know it's it costs a lot facts you're you're speaking facts (laughs) (laughs) and we're all taxpayers so Mm -hmm. everybody is in the same boat but everybody should sign up for the star program that's for Mm -hmm. school tax relief so if If you are under 65, you can qualify just based on your residency to receive the STAR credit. Um, And if you're over 65 and your income is under a a certain threshold each year, you would qualify for the enhanced STAR, which is double the savings. So that you could look up online. So that's it. So, okay. So, and that's another question I get a lot too is, you know, What's the difference between the enhanced star and the basic star? So over 65, you get double. You get double the savings. Double the savings. Yeah. Well, that's simple. Right. And it's under, you know, the state changes their guidelines every year, but it's it was approximately, I think, 92,000 adjusted gross income last year. Okay. So, um, and the way to sign up for that would be to go to www.tax.ny.gov. Excellent. And we'll add that into the show notes too. Yeah, because that's a really important um, exemption to get. We also offer at the town and county and school levels, um, 
we offer low-income senior citizen exemptions, and those income limits are being widely expanded this year as well to oh, bring great. more people into the program. Um, and that can cut people, senior citizens' taxes in half. Oh, wow. That's I mean, it's a, it's a tremendous savings. It is income-based, but like I said, they're raising the income limits to bring more seniors into the program. Mm-hmm. But it's really helping people to be able to stay in their homes. So yeah. they get to stay in their homes. It's not specific housing design specifically no. for them. It's just an their income-based yes. program yes. that you're – and is this uh, – where is this all – New York State is yeah, this? it's a New York State, but each town um, adopts their own income levels. Got it. And we are in the town of East Fishkill expanding our income levels this year. I expect you know the county is doing the same, so that's going to help a lot more people. Oh, that's great news! And if somebody wanted to get more information on that, is there a link we can include? Or yeah, we'll get you a link for that as well. Um, and then there's yeah. also a volunteer fireman exemption, which the income levels are being expanded for that. Um, oh, that's and great. veterans as I was, well. I was just going to mm-hmm. bring up yeah. veterans, right? Yes. Yeah, we have veterans exemptions, and those the income has been um, expanded for that as well. So they'll be saving a lot more money this year. We have um, Cold War exemption for veterans, and then also what's known as alternative, but that's a wartime, okay. wartime veteran. Yeah. Got it. I just thought it was VA. Yeah, I did not realize that it was broken up into. Yeah. For well, for many years they didn't have a Cold War exemption, but that was implemented just to, you know, help more veterans and get them in the program Mm -hmm. as well. So No, it's great. We're always at sort of, you know, trying our best to educate and remind our clients to make sure they get on the site and enroll in a star program that they're eligible for. Right. Yeah. Can you enroll anytime? Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. anytime. It takes like two seconds. It's very easy. And if you're not comfortable on the computer, you can always call. I, I do have a number. Um, Let's have it. It's <laughs> 518-457-2036. Great. Okay, and I'll, I'll give all this information. 518, are we calling Rochester? Well, we're calling the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> calling Albany. Albany. Oh, yeah. Love it. So there you go. And they'll help you uh, enroll in any star programs. Yes. And stuff yep. Like right that. over the phone. They're very helpful. Oh, that's good so, to know. Yeah. So we do have all of those uh, different savings programs. And, you know, uh, March 1st would be the deadline for any exemption. So that's always the yeah. deadline. So even though they can they can enroll anytime right. during the year, yeah. there is the deadline. Yes. For qualifying for right the for any given year, year March first yes. right yeah got okay. it got it got it okay that's good to know so yes. if we enroll March second we get it for next year yeah, yeah. exactly okay. <laughs> a little late on that one but don't let uh, don't let next year pass by yeah, yeah don't procrastinate out no, there everybody no. get it done get it done absolutely so for those homeowners that are concerned about potential errors in that value mm-hmm. um, what steps can a homeowner take if they believe that their property has been inaccurately yeah they assessed? still have wallpaper they didn't repaint yet <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you the first thing I always recommend to everybody is to make an appointment with your assessor that's the first um, thing you should do try to make an appointment with the assessor go in and review your data mm-hmm. make sure we have the correct information if you have three bedrooms you want to make sure the property record card says three bedrooms 
check your number of bathrooms, you know, because errors can be made and houses sell to different people. So we want to make sure that we have the correct data. We don't want to be assessing you for five bedrooms if you really only have three. Sure. So it's important to do that. And then, you know, discuss your assessment with your assessor and maybe bring the best thing to do would be if you don't think it's accurate to look for some sales in your neighborhood or a similar neighborhood. Mm -hmm to see what houses are selling for. And that's where we as realtors can kind of step in and help clients pull market comps for their house. Um, And that's all documentation that they should bring with them. Absolutely. When they meet with you. Yeah, that's the best. Your appointment's going to fill up, Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) Careful what you wish for. But it's it's important. I think it's good. If you can come to the assessor's office and speak to the assessor and, you know, you might be able to save yourself a lot of time and effort. The assessor can come to in a stipulated agreement with you. Mm -hmm. If you come to an agreement on what your assessment um, you think it should be and the assessor's in agreement, or if it's a number somewhere in between the two, you can come to an agreement before grievance day. Okay. Yeah. So, and... If you can, then mm-hmm. that sort of puts it to rest yes. if you've come to an agreement and they don't have to go yes. to grievance day. Okay. Um, that's great. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a As- casual conversation. It's easy and, you know, it can save people a lot of time and effort. Yeah. <laughs> and if they do, if there's still a miscommunication about mm-hmm. the value and they have to go to grievance day, mm-hmm. how, how long does that process typically take? Well, I know every town is different. Some towns require appointments. We don't do that um, in either of my municipalities. It's first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. Um, the forms are available online. I brought one with me. It's RP, which stands for Real Property, 524. So that's what property uh, form you'd want to download. That is the complaint on Real Property Assessment. Um, we can get you a link to post for that as well. And, um, yeah, we just take them. Everybody signs in, first come, first serve. We have afternoon sessions and evening sessions for people that work during the day. That way they don't have to take the day off. That's great. Yeah. And um, what would you say the typical success rate for homeowners who appeal? People ask me that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, like, what do you think my chances are? But uh, the grievance board is five people in every municipality that are volunteers. They are peers of yours. They are neighbors of yours. They live in your town. But they are given special training by the county about the state laws regarding assessing. So they are a little bit knowledgeable about the process. A lot of times we look for candidates that maybe have a real estate background, an appraisal background, maybe a construction background. So they do have some knowledge of real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's five of them. So I don't know how all five of them are going to feel. So, you know, it's really... um, the paperwork, if you, you bring good documentation. It's about the numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and does each one sort of get handed a stack of grievances and asked to go through them, or do they all look at them together? How does no, that work? what happens is the people that want to see the board in person, because uh, uh, I do think it's, you know, if you really have like a, um extenuating circumstance, it yeah. might be best to explain it in person to the board. Sometimes yeah. people bring photographs even, mm-hmm. and that helps them a lot. So, um 
you know, we get through all the grievances in, in the one day. So oh, not great. everybody wants to talk to the board. Sometimes they're working or out, they're going out of town. Yeah. So they'll just drop off the completed package in our office. And then the board will go through that. That's great. Yeah. It sounds like it's a far easier process than most people assume. I think so. And it's very casual. Like I said, the grievance board, they're, you, they're your neighbors. Like they're volunteers, just like the sure. zoning board, they are getting the planning their own board. tax assessment. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so no need to put, bring your boxing gloves. No. It's not a fight, right? <laughs> it's not a fight. It's really not. So would you say, I know that, um, you had mentioned options for homeowners and one of the misconceptions about property tax assessment grievances is that they need to hire an outside company. Right. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that activity in the last couple of years up here in Dutchess County. And there are some companies from Long Island and Lower Westchester that are blanketing the area with mailers saying they'll grieve their assessments for you. Um, they charge a lot of money, <laughs> thousands yeah. of dollars. And it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you really, it, it's personal preference, of course. Um, I don't think their success rate is any better or worse than anybody else's, but um, you really don't need to spend the money. Mm -hmm. It's um, We all keep sales books, assessors. You can come into any assessor's office and look through the sales and pull your own comps if you don't have access to a computer. Um, you can go to your local real estate agent and ask them if they would help you pull some comps. I mean, it's really not a, a, that daunting of a process. Right. We right. try to keep it simple. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, if if somebody was to purchase a home, and uh, forgive me, I don't think this question was answered. I just wanted to make a clarifying uh, statement or, or ask a clarifying question here. Let's say a home was assessed at... Two hundred thousand dollars. It has hadn't been really reassessed, or the value hadn't been hadn't gone up in quite a few years. Somebody went in, remodeled it, made it all spiffy. There was a bidding war. Somebody paid six hundred thousand dollars for the house. Is it a foregone conclusion that that is now going to be assessed at six hundred thousand? Should they expect that to be the number, or does that still get put through the same process? Well, I would put that through the same process, but I would say to the um, homeowner that your worst case scenario is the 600. Got it. Um, but, you know, I would still, as the assessor, look at other sales of similar properties because, you know, sometimes people over improve properties. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I wouldn't just hang my hat on the one sales price. Got it. <laughs> yeah. But one thing's for sure it's going up. <laughs> it's not staying at 200k probably not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would create inequity <laughs> and that's really all we're striving for as assessors we're striving for equity right yeah. you know we want everybody i mean look nobody wants to pay taxes i don't want to pay ta nobody likes paying taxes sure. but we all um we don't want to feel like we're paying more than we should yeah or more than our neighbors so right. we try to keep things equitable yeah you know so absolutely it's fair to you know some extent all right. Um, 
wrapping up, what uh, what advice do you have for homeowners right now? Right, if they're uh, if if they're looking to better understand their tax assessments, is, is there anywhere any place they can go for more information about tax assessments, that sort of thing? Sure. I mean, I think they could go to the New York State Tax and Finance website. There's plenty of information on there about um, grievance. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Dutchess County Parcel Access mm-hmm. is a wonderful tool because you can pull up the entire county and any sales. So you could pull up your street and look at everybody's assessment. But one thing I do caution people, because a lot of times people will come to me and say, my neighbor's taxes are less than mine. First of all, I don't know what anybody's taxes are because I don't see the bills in my department. Secondly, I just caution people um, when you're comparing taxes to taxes that sometimes people have exemptions Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't know about. So we have to take that into consideration as well. So what they're seeing online, which, by the way, for anybody that is not familiar with Dutchess County Parcel Access, and I know that is uh, very popular here in Dutchess County. I imagine other counties have similar websites, but Dutchess County Parcel Access is a phenomenal resource that us realtors live by. Yes. And (laughs) everybody has access to it. Everybody. Um, One of the best resources we have. Uh, But with the tax that you're seeing on there... That's not what their tax, that's not what their initial bill is. That's what they're paying, correct? Is, is that how it works? It's The assessment is on there, and then there's also access to the tax rolls. Right. So the, it do, I don't know that it shows the amount, but it shows. Well, it's not showing what it is before exemptions is right. what I'm getting at. Right. Yes. So it's showing, it, it may be showing either what they're paying or what their end bill is, right. but not what their exactly. pre-exemption. Right. Mm-hmm. They could be a senior citizen. They could have a disability exemption. There's many different scenarios that could impact yeah. what that number looks like yeah um excellent and now uh i know it was different before but just another clarifying question those star exemptions actually come in the form of a, a rebate now correct yeah anybody um that's buying property today the state has switched over to a check program mm-hmm. yeah. so instead of doing the exemption off your bill they're going to actually send you a physical check yeah in the mail like right yeah. around when your school taxes are due Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, any last words of advice for homeowners or people uh, that are concerned with their, their tax assessments? Yeah, I would definitely go on parcel access if you can't get into your assessor's office and check your data. That's like step one. Make sure that everything that the, the assessor has on the property record card is accurate. And then take a look at some sales around your area. See where you fall in there and see if you think it's fair. And if not, make an appointment to speak to your assessor. Speak to the assessor. Call a team bank's agent. We'll happily yes. help you uh, pull comps for your area. Uh, also, d- parcel access is a great tool. Um, I think the key takeaway for me is don't freak out out there. Yeah. <laughs> Do your research. And, yeah. And, uh, Assessments, you know, have an influence over, but, uh, over what your taxes are. But if everybody's assessment went up 10%, and the budget stays the same, then your taxes are most likely going to be right about what you were used to paying anyway. Exactly. So I don't see that as being such a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) The letter, when it comes in the mail, looks really scary. (laughs) Especially when it's a big increase, right? You're expecting it to be reflected in the taxes. Right. And that's just really not the case. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of useful information uh, for our listeners, our clients. It's fantastic. 
Excellent. Any other thoughts, Robin? Uh, no. Well, why don't you tell us when Grievance Day yes. is? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a great question. Because <laughs> um, it's coming. It's right yes, around the corner. In most municipalities in Dutchess County, the Grievance Day is the fourth Tuesday in May. Um, in some towns, it could be a different day. Like in the city of Beacon, it's the fourth Wednesday in May. Just because I'm in the, I can't be in both towns at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. Very cool. Great. Thank you. Great. And hey, if you're still listening, uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Hopefully this added value. Um, we are Team Banks and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Have guys. a good one. Thank you.